0: My name is Mark Vikas and this is the Ballpark Hunter Podcast, a weekly show that discusses topics at the ballpark from the game day experiences, stadium news, logo changes, and everything else that's brewing at the game. We cover it all from the baseball to the beer. invite you to stay tuned and hope you enjoy. Hi, this is Mark Fiquez, the Ballpark Hunter, and this is the Ballpark Hunter podcast. Uh, With me today is majority owner of the Lake County Corn Dogs of the Northern League, Ralph Flores. Ralph, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark.
1: Glad to be here, buddy.
0: All right. So, Ralph, uh, I'm familiar with the North, uh, Northern League. For those of you who are thinking the Northern League of you know St. Paul Saints of years ago, this was the uh, Midwest Collegiate League. They rebranded as the Northern League this offseason, and the Corn Dogs are an expansion team. Uh, first of all, I love this logo. It is one of the few logos that I've seen this offseason that I said, wow. Love it! They nailed it. They did it right, <laughs> and uh, you definitely want to leave your mark not only in uh, the, the region of Indiana but uh, throughout the country. So, how did you pick the name Corn Dogs, and then tell me about the design studio that created it?
1: Sure, uh, we actually had a name the team contest, and there were a number. There's probably four to five hundred different names, if not more, that came in uh, for us to choose from. And there was, I don't recall the other f- four. I think uh, June, Dune Bugs was one. Oh, nice! Uh, Locomotives, I believe, was another. Yeah, uh, Bourne. Yeah, there was so there was four <laughs> or five that we we uh, broke it down to, and Corn Dogs was uh, oh, K nine was another. Okay. The Lake County K nine and uh, that, that brings dogs, a bell. Yeah. So the Corn Dogs uh, were in the running, and uh, they wound up obtaining the the most votes in our. Cool best of five and, uh, and it, was, it was derived, it actually came from a gentleman who lives in Cedar Lake, Indiana. And his thought process, which was our thought process when we, when we heard the name was that uh, South Lake County was a cornfield at one time. Uh, it's, it's been built out now, Crown Point is actually the fastest growing town in Lake County as we speak. There's neighborhoods going up uh, all the time. So a lot of those cornfields are going away but it does have the history of uh of agriculture and then if you know uh the crown point bulldogs are the high school school team team. yes right and so everything in town
0: oh yeah yeah. i'd even make that connection yes i see
1: yeah so everything in town is you know our dogs Uh, bulldogs everywhere and Mm -hmm. and uh so we just kind of combined the two and uh thought that would be uh a good name to come up with uh, that to go with considering the history and what's presently there. And then Lake County uh, Crown Point is also the hub of Mm -hmm. uh, Lake County. So you have the Lake County fair there and that kind of ties into it as well. You get corn dogs at the fair. So all those things put together, we thought that would be uh, the best way to go. And, and I believe it's been a good choice. We've had a lot of positive feedback on it.
0: Yeah. Now, just uh, when you you know, obviously, when you're releasing a new logo and a brand, you're thinking, okay, I hope everybody likes this. Uh, have you have you been surprised by anything? Has it been more than expected?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, and it's been both ways. We've had a number of people that just say they love the name, and then others that, oh my god, we can't believe we're going to be the corn dogs, and and uh, but that's the kind of reaction we wanted. We wanted people talking about the about the brand and about the logo. You know, if it would have been just some general name, I think people just continue to scroll on their Facebook and wouldn't, wouldn't have talked about it. But we uh, got a little, you know, got brave and said we're going to do something a little bit different. And it created a lot of buzz on both sides of the aisle. And what's great is that I actually reached out to about five of our major uh, I don't want to call them haters, but people that just didn't uh, thought <laughs> didn't think the name was uh, appropriate for, for our team. And by the time uh, we wound up uh, with our exchange, uh, those four or five people are, are are some of our biggest supporters now.
0: <laughs> okay, what what did you do to change their mind? A little Chicago politics, or I
1: did just killed them with <laughs> kindness and talked about why we're doing it. This is about yeah. fun, uh, you know, family fun, affordable fun. And We want to contribute to the community. We want to be good neighbors. I believe if you give us the opportunity to do that, you'll be, uh, you'll be satisfied and you'll, you'll enjoy the experience. And I, the, you could see the the temperature level go down each, each time we uh, came back and forth with the, uh, with the texts. And, uh, by the end of the text chain, I, I'm telling you, they were, they were huge corndog fans and they're asking for memorabilia and t-shirts and things of that nature. So it's
0: been yeah. great. Yeah, no, no, I think it's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I also noticed that the logo of the corn dog has mustard on it. No ketchup. Is that on purpose? Oh, absolutely.
1: You <laughs>
0: cannot eat a corn dog with ketchup. It's got to be mustard. <laughs> no mustard on a hot dog unless you're 10 years old and below. Uh... <laughs> That's what Joey Chestnut told me. So, Or he agreed with me when I saw him. He didn't actually exactly. tell me that. Uh... No. I believe in me when we go to a, when I go to a ballpark and I have a buddy who's from the Chicago area. His name's Chris. And I hope he listens to this. He's putting ketchup on his hot dog. And uh, me and uh, his me and my buddy DJ are just laughing at him, he, like ripping up. Right. Like you have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm not even from Chicago. I'm from New Jersey. I just don't get the ketchup. I don't like how it tastes. And, right. Ketchup is something I don't even use unless it's for an ingredient or on French fries, but uh, yeah, I, I noticed the, uh, the mustard there. So, uh, I don't want to yell at a little eight-year-old boy if he puts ketchup on it, but if you're a grown right. man, you know, better. Absolutely. You know better. <laughs> Yeesh. Uh, so I know, I know we talked earlier about merchandise. Uh, when do you, you see that ready by to satisfy all these orders across the country?
1: Yeah, we're working out the details, uh, working with, uh, our uniform, uh, we have a sponsor for our uniforms. Uh, they're an Italian based company. They're making inroads here in the United States and, uh, we have a sponsorship agreement with them. Their uh, name of that uh, company is called Macron. Uh, so they're designing our uniform oh, Our We're designing uniforms and they're, uh, we're working with them to get those uniforms. D- designed and then uh, they're also uh putting some t-shirts together for us as well and once we should have that by the end of the week once we uh t-shirts and hats and then we should
0: start right. placing our orders so middle, are the, are middle we, of the middle month to late february are we going to see any over the top logo uh, uniforms or just by the numbers home whites grays uh,
1: yeah uh, the original uh the first uh one that was displayed to us was a little over the top, the home uniform was a little over the top. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the blue was kind of just your normal uniform. So we're debating as, a, as an organization if that's the direction we want to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I always I always suggest like a nice white uniform, you know, obviously a gray. And then maybe if you want to make that alternative a little wacky, you know, a little bit like huh, head scratcher. Right, I, I think that's a, if you want any advice. Not that you know you need advice, but no, I, I do. I
1: think <laughs> we'll take advice from you. I think you've done this for a while. I, I do like to suggest
0: that, <laughs> yes, because no, I've seen. You know, unless you're going with like a '70s retro vibe, you could probably get away with all your uniforms being a little bit over the top. But uh, right, yeah, you know, in that way if you're a traditionalist that wants to go to the game and eat your peanuts and keep your score, yeah, you'll buy the home white. And and if you're a teenager or a guy like me, that's, you know, remembers baseball in the eighties. Oh yeah. That's a cool jersey. I want that. So that's kind of how, it's kind of how you appease people. And then maybe you try to get away with some things year two, year three and right. And then uh, we're definitely
1: leaning. We're definitely leaning to the conservative side the first year um, so far.
0: Yeah. 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 Good, good. And, you know, uh, Crown Point seems like a great spot for baseball, but I'm not familiar with the ballpark. What can you tell me about uh, Legacy Fields up there? Yeah, Legacy Fields is a
1: five-year-old facility. Um, presently, the Babe Ruth uh, has their operation out of there, and they also have, a, I believe, a men's league that plays there on Sunday uh, afternoons. And it's it's a great f- facility, uh, right now, the way it's outfitted, there's only uh, uh, there's not enough seats for for what we're we're, we're going to be uh, doing this summer. But we're in negotiations with the city to add an additional three to four hundred seats. So we're hoping uh, by doing that, and then we're going to be uh, putting together a a, a uh, kids zone and a beer garden and, a, and an area where we're going to put some uh, picnic benches and things of that nature and picnic tables hopefully add another hundred seats uh, there as well. So we're hoping to get up to about 750 seats uh, on opening day. And uh, I think uh, it'll definitely uh, get the job done for us. All
0: right. So, yeah. So, I mean, so some of the fans that I was talking, you know, some of my buddies I was talking to, I'm telling them, don't expect a 3000 seat stadium. Just going to probably be a nice kind of local thousand seater more or less. So, yeah, that's uh, that's great to hear. So you're gonna have a beer garden, local beers, uh, Chicago area beers. Yeah,
1: we have already two uh, uh, craft breweries that have reached out to us uh, that want to participate and be awesome. involved. And then you'll, we'll have our standard uh, Miller Miller products as well. But there are we are in negotiations with two different uh, craft breweries okay. in town to yeah, have their,
0: yeah, their they, brew they- there. Yeah, I think, I, I, you know, like I said, I've I've been to Crown Point many times. I had a buddy who used to live off the square, and uh, it's a fun little town. How far are you away from the square? With It's about great- a
1: five-minute drive okay. uh, from the square. And as as you know, uh, Crown Point has really been a, starting to be an entertainment uh, destination for restaurants and shops and things of that nature around the square. And then uh, the city is really dedicated a funds toward developing various uh, facilities sporting facilities so they're becoming a really amateur sports hub okay. That makes and sense. Uh, so we're trying to just add to that to, uh to that vibe in the, in the city and and the mayor was was for it and thought it would be a good fit and uh, and i think we'll work we'll work well together so
0: yeah it's just like like i said crown point is just one of those indiana towns that uh you know you can visit and you can like there was one year and i kid you not I was supposed to go to Chicago for New Year's Eve, but I wound up staying in, in Crown Point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and
0: just had fun there. I was like, well, heck, I could just walk from my friend's house to the square. Don't have to pay a cover charge to get in anywhere. I can walk back home.
1: Absolutely. Why,
0: why would I want to deal with traffic heading into Chicago and, and dealing with parking downtown? It's uh no doubt. It makes a lot of sense. And and I guess you're hoping for the families to say, Hey, you know what? Let's stay in Crown Point. Let's not try to get on get on the uh, highways and head to Chicago for a game. Uh, what has the, how have ticket sales been or, or interest from fans so far?
1: The schedule, the official schedule for the for, from the league just came out oh, and was provided to us uh, this weekend. So now what we're doing is we're working on getting that put out uh, on our website and other social media outlets. We should have that done by the end of the week we've had a number of inquiries on uh, season tickets, uh, individual tickets, uh, families calling, you know, excited about uh, bringing their children out to the game. Uh, the gentleman that won the name to team contest, he's, uh, he says, you know, he frequently goes up to, to Gary and, and Whiting for games, probably a dozen times a year and he lives in Cedar Lake. And he said, it's going to be great to be able to drive 15 minutes down the road to to a corn dogs game, uh, mm-hmm. when we don't have you know time to to get up north, uh, so I think he'll be uh, he'll be at our ballpark quite a bit this summer, so
0: yeah, yeah, that's what I noticed about that that part of Indiana. It's uh, you have the Gary Rail Cats, and of course, you have the uh, Northwest Indiana Oilmen who are in your in your league, correct? And there's just a lot of people that say, Hey, I like going to baseball games here, you know, there's enough people that just don't want to deal with Chicago traffic and the tolls that uh you know, they, they want to stay there. So how far are you, would you be from a, a, from Gary or your rivals up in Whiting? Uh,
1: Whiting's probably about a 30 minute drive okay. and uh, Gary's roughly almost 30 as well. Okay, uh, Yeah. Nice. Cause they're, they're only actually about 10 to 15 minutes from each other, but they have their own, you know, their own fan bases. And Gary uh, draws pretty heavily uh, from Porter County. Uh, like Valparaiso yeah. and Portage. And, and of course they, they get their, their fans from Gary as well, but they, they do have a, a big following in, in Porter County and cause it's much harder for those individuals to get up to the city, uh, Chicago to, you know, I still call it Comiskey uh, or oh, Wrigley. Yeah.
0: Sox park. I call it. Sox park <laughs>
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll always call it Comiskey, but it takes, yeah. you know, it, it takes them quite, quite a bit of time to get up all the way to the city. So I think, uh, you know, Gary's a 15, 20 minute jaunt for them. So they've always had uh, great uh, fan support from uh, Porter County. So there's enough there for everyone
0: to, to be successful okay. for sure. Yeah, because, you know, I have family that lives in uh, Hazel Crest, Illinois. Yep. And that is not that far away from you guys. It's uh, not at all. And that that's even a better drive because I always I always hit up a White Sox game because I'm one of the few people that actually like going to a White Sox game. I think they have a great tailgate. I think they have wonderful food and beer. It's a party every time you go. But, you know, some days you just don't want to deal with the the $20 parking. And they race ticket prices now because they're good. Yeah. So this is a nice option to to cross the border and uh, check out some baseball the old-fashioned way. Awesome. And, you know, I have a niece and a nephew, five and three. So there's going to be a playground. I assume there's going to be a, a corn dog mascot running around. There is going to be a corn dog mascot right. running around. So, and
1: you know what the biggest question is, right? What's are his name? Going oh, yeah, was, yeah, we're Going to have corn dogs at the corn dogs game? Yeah, that was yeah. Of are going to have corn dogs.
0: Corn dogs, of course. Uh, any just your basic corn dogs? Are you going to do oh, you know if stuff? If we just with-
1: have the basic. Uh, in the microwave corn dog we're gonna be uh run out of town everybody's like you better have the best corn dogs that uh money can buy so uh, we're working on that and
0: uh so you have a local chef coming up with a batter special batter and yeah we're gonna have to come up
1: with something because that has been brought up on many occasions like you better eat good corn dogs like you You see
0: these are the important things you get feedback from your fans Right. What are the corn dogs going to taste like?
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They already know what the beer is going to taste like.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, no, that's great. And any other uh, are you you going to introduce some wacky food combinations like we've seen or just basic hot dogs, hamburgers, fries, nachos?
1: I think uh, out of the box, we'll probably just uh, just go with the uh, general food items uh, and see how that goes. And and uh, because the. Babe Ruth runs the concession stand, so we're we're yeah. gonna we're gonna control the the, the beer. Uh, the Babe Ruth is gonna control the concession stand. So, uh, you know, they're adding the corn dogs to their menu. They're gonna add a couple other things that they haven't had before because they're gonna have a and a larger mm-hmm. uh, group of people coming in. But uh, I don't think we're gonna get crazy the first year. We're gonna see how it goes, and then maybe we can get
0: uh, wacky. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, obviously you add in some Italian beef sandwiches or oh yeah, for sure, um, pizza puffs. I mean, Chicago that area's got all sorts of foods you can't find elsewhere. Oh, I mean, that's
1: yeah. it some great pizza.
0: Oh yeah, I mean for the sure. pizza, and then you got the thin Chicago pizza, like Beggar's Pizza, which my wife loves. She hates the stuffed crust, or she yeah. hates the deep dish. So it's uh, you know it's it's interesting when you go up there. It's like all these great foods you can't even get some of them in Indianapolis, believe it or not, but. um, Uh, Yeah, i lived
1: in in indy for 12 years so i know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) it's a little
0: it's a little bit better it's a i mean the restaurant scene is getting better fountain square mass ave is is a lot hipper than it was 12 years ago right uh but man chicago they just you can't compete with the food up there the pizza it's 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 amazing and and same with uh you know the crown point area there's some great places up there the region and folks who are not from the region are familiar with that term that's the like that northwest corner of indiana that's right in the central uh, central time zone that borders chicago it's called the region and it's made up of all little towns whiting east chicago hammond munster gary sherville you know merrillville dyer dyer oh there's so many there's so many crown point as well yeah so absolutely we'll we'll continue I, i guess uh i guess one of the Last questions is the league itself. Obviously it's a new name. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they have your new team in there. Uh, what is, what is the league looking at five years from now? Are they going to continue staying in the, that part of the Chicago area, Indiana? Or are they looking to go into Michigan maybe?
1: Right. Yeah. The reason, uh, the reason it was rebranded, the owner of the league, Don Popovic, uh, you know, it's just kind of looking at the landscape of Major League Baseball, how they reduced the number of uh, minor league baseball teams, but, you know, 43, 42 or 43 different teams were contracted. Uh, the number of rounds in the drafts went down to 20. So if you do the math, there's a number of opportunities that do not exist that, you know, that existed just a few years back. So what he, he thought, you know, there's going to be a trickle down effect. Some of those people, uh, players that did have opportunities uh, they're going to, they're going to go down a level. And then there's going to be a number of players out there that could still play and would want to play, but just, there's not enough jobs. So what he did is he opened it up. He opened up the league to, we're labeling it pre-professionals. So we're going to have uh, collegiate players for the most part. okay, And then uh, we're going to have, uh, I think the cutoff is probably six, six up to six players, uh, that are not presently, you know, playing professionally, but still looking to hang on and and, and maybe catch catch uh, up with an, another squad and up to the age of 26 years. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll be adding those types of players to our rosters as well. So that's a wrinkle that
0: we're going to include in, in our new. Uh, and, and, and that has that wasn't the case up until this year. Correct. This is oh, the okay. first year. Wow. Mm-hmm. 26. Yep.
1: And, and then uh, then the, geographically, we want to keep those three three, you know, three or four teams in Illinois and then uh, expand in nor- uh, Northwest Indiana. There's some opportunities uh, in Northwest Indiana that uh, you know, that may happen as soon as next year. And then uh, we've also identified some teams uh, over in the southwestern part of Michigan. so. That mm-hmm. we are in negotiations with and speaking with uh, mayors and potential ownership groups and things of that nature so it's just kind of that corridor right around right around uh, under lake michigan there so yeah
0: i mean you don't want to expand where you have to take an eight-hour bus drive to. No. yeah everything's going to be yeah. at least an
1: hour and a half or under so, oh
0: that's great yeah and and, and that's smart it's uh, i see a lot of uh, leagues expand so quickly and it's like, guys, you have to keep everything a little bit local, you know. Don't because transportation must eat up a lot of your budget. I assume,
1: no doubt about it.
0: And absolutely, if you could do an hour and a half drive to the the nearest place, that's excellent. So,
1: absolutely, and a lot of the you know these players have rigorous schedules uh, in the fall and they you know and, and in the spring. So I, I believe if if they're deciding to because uh, there's so much talent here in Northwest Indiana, most of our players are are based here. Cause there's just such a large talent pool in Chicago and Northwest Indiana. So probably 90% of our players or 95% of our players are, are local, local players. Uh, so the reason they're coming home is because, you know, they want to sleep in their own beds and and have, you know, in, in the summer and spend some time with family and things of that yeah. nature. So if they're traveling five, six, seven, eight hours. It's kind of defeats the purpose of them coming home and, and playing for the summer. So we're going to keep it tight yeah definitely and you
0: said they're they're local players so we have all divisions all yes yeah we have
1: uh division one players the naia uh, juco players so
0: yep Mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's just you know the northern league is a little bit of a throwback league to uh you know some of those uh old leagues in the 40s and 50s that uh you know you played in small towns with small ballparks and there was always baseball players. And, you know, no matter how many leagues that open up, there's always people willing to play baseball. It's absolutely not going away. And the talent
1: level, you know, uh, you know, oftentimes when you people talk about summer collegiate leagues, they they talk about some of the larger leagues. Uh, and, but the talent level in our league is pretty high. Just last year we had, there was went down to 20 rounds uh, as you know, the major Major League Baseball yes. draft, mm-hmm. and I believe it was at—I know it was two, but I believe there were three players that played in our league last year that were drafted. So uh, a lot of you know, six hundred people, six hundred young men across uh, the country or all over the world, because uh, you know they're getting drafted in other countries. Three of them, you know, played in our league last year, so we have we have some
0: talent. Oh yeah, and you you follow them, and you know if they ever make it to the major league, the parent club. No doubt. Oh, that's that's a, a feather in your cap. That's when you create those bobbleheads or those special Jersey <laughs> nights. Absolutely. Oh, it's excellent. It's excellent. <laughs> oh, okay. Ralph, I could talk to you for hours about the corn dogs, but uh, I'm definitely going to be up there for a game. I hope to get their opening night. I think that's, yes. it's going to be a blast. I can't wait. It's and May 26th, May 26th. And I think, I, I think people are going to fall in love with this club. They're going to go, they're going to go crazy. And I think the league is, is going to, look a lot different in the future and you're going to have a lot of nice little small little ballparks to enjoy the game. in. so best of luck. I
1: appreciate, appreciate it, Mark. Thanks for the opportunity to be here and uh, showcase what the corn dogs are, are doing in Crown Point and we look forward to hosting you.
0: Okay. So May 26th and uh, where can they find you on the internet? Corndogsbaseball.com. All right. Corndogsbaseball.com. One of the best logos that has been introduced this year and I'm, I'm on board. So, all right, I appreciate it. We'll okay. stay in touch. Thank you, Ralph, and uh, take care and be safe. All right, buddy. Thanks. Take care. All right, so that was uh, Ralph Flores, majority owner of the Lake County Corn Dogs, they're in Crown Point, Indiana. I can't wait. I love that logo. I, I have talked with Ed Rivera on our Let's Go branding podcast, and uh, both, both of us just think it's a beautifully well-designed uh hat and you know here's the thing the nor the northern league which up until this year was last year was called the midwest collegiate league Eh, i had my ups and downs about it i've been to a couple of the ballparks uh the oil men in Whiting play in a very nice ballpark and then uh there's another club that plays in the chicago suburbs and that's not really a ballpark it's It's a community park and it's a baseball field and there's very little stands there. So I'm kind of hit or miss on some of these things. So, you know, when I'm looking at the corn dogs and I'm seeing the renovations they're making, this could be a ballpark that could come to life and just be a fun spot to be. You know, you don't need a 3000 ball seat ballpark with a wraparound concourse and water fountains in in the outfield, even though those are great for kids on a hot day, and you don't need sweets, and you don't need some giant scoreboard with video uh, features. That also would be great. Uh, you just need a, a just a comfortable place to watch the game, and if you can pull in that local crowd, uh, it, it'd be wonderful. And if they're making some beer, I, I he said he's in talks with uh, a couple. Uh, local craft beer places. I'm not going to name them. But there's there's quite a bit up there. I don't know if they said they were going to make a beer for the corn dogs or if they're just going to have beer there. So corn dogs, beer, cheap tickets, no tolls to get up there. You have me sold there. So once again, another great interview. And uh, I like where the Northern League's going. I wish them well, because uh, I think this, this club, the corn dogs are going to be the set the precedents they're going to be the ones that say hey this is what the the league can be and best of luck to them anyway thank you for checking out the podcast i appreciate it this is something i do out of labor of love something my wife was telling me to do for many years she kept telling me do your own podcast do your own podcast i'm like oh come on honey i got the youtube page i already do the stadium journey podcast with paul dave and dan i don't have time to do a podcast." But I jumped into it, pretty much just jumped into the deep end. Uh, I kid you not, just one day got on here, started talking about, uh, I think I started talking, heck was I talking about? Oh, the Battle Creek teams, uh, how they were. They came up with four new names. And I got some nice feedback from it. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And uh, it works well most of the time, except, uh, except a couple times where I forgot to appear for a podcast. With a certain uh, gentleman from a certain ball club in California, I definitely apologize for that. Uh, but we're human; we make mistakes, and uh, I'm sure uh, we'll our paths will cross again in the future. So, until then, folks, enjoy whatever you're doing. Stay safe. It's only a few more months or a few more weeks, depending on where you're listening to baseball season. And no matter where you are in this country, there's a ballpark near you. So, until then, stay safe. Take care. Adios.